Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mackham Football Show as hosted by me and the Mackham. And today we have joined with me, we have Paul and Jacob on the call. Um, both Sunderland fans, which is a rare thing. We have all Sunderland fans on the Mackham Football Show, but there we have it. Hello, Jacob, and hello, Paul. Good evening. Good, My good times are coming. So we are doing this uh, show live on YouTube. So if you want to tune in, ask questions whilst we're, we're recording the session, feel free to do so just at Anthemacum on YouTube. Nice and easy. Um, but essentially, I do have a game plan for what we're going to discuss throughout this uh throughout this episode and first up i want to talk about the Shrewsbury game <laughs> right so uh paul obviously paul, paul's from rwa and has already vocalized some of his opinions on shrewsbury so there you go evening guys <laughs> um <laughs> Do you want to reiterate what you've said so far, Paul, about that Shrewsbury game? Well, to, well, to be honest, like I said on the uh, on RWA Productions, yeah, um, I was actually happy with uh, going into with nil nil. But like I said to you guys, I think with uh, Chris Rigg coming on second half, I actually think he changed that game. To be honest, the kid, the wonder yeah. kid, yeah. He's he's got he's a he's some talent and it's kind of scary that he's. <laughs> well, the last time someone in prem in the prem he was. Uh, he was. He wasn't even in primary school at that point, which is. Oh, he was coming out of primary school. I think that was the start. I, I was yeah, just bizarre. Hi, DJ. Hey, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so DJ Earth, um, also on YouTube. Find his channel. He is another Sunland content creator. Uh, we're talking about Shrewsbury Town first. Um, Paul's had a say. Um, Jacob, do you want to have your say? And then DJ, you can jump in, and then I'll yeah do my bit. Yeah, I mean to start off. Well, I don't think we could see the game on the screen, but from what I heard, it didn't sound too good to start with, and. We should. I think it was the first half. We should have had a penalty, but of course, of course, referees with Sunland. We know what they're like. Yep. Didn't give us it. But then second half, I think we seemed to improve. And then after we got the equaliser, we seemed to push a bit. You know, thinking no, let's not settle for a draw. Let's you know go for the win. And we ended up doing that. Two late goals, which is you know just magical. <laughs> it was an FA Cup upset. For the wrong reasons and right reasons, yeah, I agree. Uh, DJ, what are your thoughts on the match, or what you've saw of it? The Shrewsbury game. The Shrewsbury game, yeah, the FA Cup third round match. Yeah, it was absolutely mad, wasn't it? I mean, <laughs> we were out the cup in the eighty ninth, ninetieth minute, and then with the blink of the eye, we were through the next round. It was just, it was bizarre, wasn't it? It was really, really weird. <laughs> Well, that's that's the nature of football for you, though, isn't it? It's uh... absolutely. But I mean, to be fair, you've got to play till ninety minutes. You've got to play till the whistle, and at the end of the day, the it's the final score which matters, and we won. So, well done, the lads, and uh, 
Well, nine's goal was quality, wasn't it? Oh, quality yeah. finish. Well, bo- both the Sunderland goals were first-time finishers. There was no, like, dawdling on the ball. And I think that was the one thing we lacked for a long, big chunk of that match. Was that just big... Let's just let's just catch the keeper off guard because every time we were setting, we were broadcasting where we were going to shoot the shoot the goal. So I think the keeper did a really good job. It was those first time shots I think he struggled with, but like you said, um, bit of an upset. First half was probably one of the most boring halves of football I've ever ever had to uh, endure. Um, not much happened. It was pretty much. It was pretty much all Sunderland from the start of the second half onwards. We were dominating pretty much every possession apart from every start apart from um, offsides. I think so. We were we were ahead of them, and we were definitely the better team. Their goal coming from a set piece to me is not a massive surprise. Uh, free of charge, thanks, Brad. <laughs> nice, um, and. Yeah, um, I'd, 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 I'm kind of concerned that we are conceding goals from set pieces against teams of the quality of Shrewsbury. But that last five minutes, as soon as the 90-minute whistle came in, we had a corner, we scored directly from it. Mind-boggling. That's happened twice now in, like, three weeks. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Lugo Nines, first time, first time shot. Ahmad did a lot of work for that goal, though. Um, breaking down the right hand side. Do do you have any any comments on Clark's corner or Diallo's breakthrough? That's <laughs> you know, like the breakthrough when he is it like passed it through to O'Neill? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, he he was trying to break down the right hand side into the box. It was good. I liked his what Diallo did. It, Good and it were a good goal from O'Neill, you know, and it's an unlikely goal scorer, isn't it? Yeah, it was a relief when he scored. To be fair, because you know, yeah, I didn't want. To be fair, I didn't want to be. I, I, if we if it went to the stadium, like I think we would have won it. But I just didn't want to be knocked out by Shrewsbury, especially. You know, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, Paul, DJ, what are your thoughts on on those two assists? Not the goal scorers themselves, but. Corner from from Clark, or the um, break in from a Diolo, on, Paul. And to, to be honest, I, I'm pleased he done something like that. You know, like because um, I've looked, I've actually watched the highlights um, after the game when the BBC put them up. Yeah, and uh, you know, Clark's do like what you done. I think it's spot on, really. Like I, I'm just pleased with two. So the next game, sadly, it is away from home. And it's against Premier League opposition in Fulham. Which, to be fair, I know they're quite high-flying in the uh, Prem, but I do fancy our chances. Because, yeah, the FA Cup has been... the This year has been terrible for Premier League teams. There's already 10 teams out. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Um, I'm guessing this is Brad in the chat saying, great goal by 9 That was the same kind of goal he did down at Shrewsbury back in 2019, his first goal for Sunderland. Yeah, um, that would be proud. The 18-19 yeah. season, yeah. Yeah, the 18-19 season. It, it's, it's reminiscent of, of the, the original goal he had for us, but I think this one meant 
a tiny bit more because obviously it's not league based. It's if that game ended one one at that ninety ninety two minute mark, we would have been coming back to the stadium light and potentially making more chances for our team to get injured. And I think that's something we didn't really want. So I think the impact of that Luke nine goal is yet to be seen, but I think it's also really really helpful longer term. DJ, what's your thoughts on it? Notice the I didn't see the, the corner bit. I don't know what I was I was doing like I think I was just in me defeated from I think we were going out and mm-hmm. but I did think uh, Diallo's contribution was uh was spot on. He led it off nicely to O nine. He's been such an important player for us, hasn't he? I'm a Diallo like he's uh can't fault the lad really. I didn't see much of the corner. Was it was it a good corner like from from Clark? Was it was it a good one? Uh, yeah, it was into the danger area, mate. Just just um just in front of the keeper in that six yard box in that six yard mark and yeah. Well, it's vital to get decent crosses in because I mean our last few corners we've had over the last few weeks or months or whatever mm-hmm. not being the best. I mean, you got a dangerous striker like Stewart. Um, you know, it's vital to get a, a good dangerous in swinging corner coming in when you've got the likes of the lot less stronger. When he gets on the end of a head of a end, end of a header, um, in the majority end sits in the back of the net. So, you know, vital that he gets it, gets these good corners coming in. Agreed, mate, hundred percent. Um I, I think isn't is that his sixth sixth goal in a row? Is it fifth? Anybody uh, anybody good with the stats? How many? Sorry, Paul? Fifth goal, I think, since he's returned. Five goals, five games. You just need him scoring two and one and we'll be comfortable in most of our matches then. <laughs> um I I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to uh what Jacob said about Rig coming on. So Rig came on the minute, literally after the Shrewsbury goal, we threw this kid into the match. What do you think the thought process of Mowbray was at that point? Because he he was he was vital. He played like 12, 15 minutes, something like that. And yeah, the young lad, yeah, yeah, the the fifteen year old kid, Akewa, the youngest um, starter for I think twenty years in the FA Cup. So she was going to Newcastle, isn't it? What <laughs> is he? Well, of course he was. I think he's he a Newcastle fan, unfortunately. Oh, and he's playing for Sunderland. That's just weird. It is weird how it's, how he's ended up like that, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if if we put trust in him, and I don't know if they if they want to throw money at us for him, fair enough, let them do it. But I don't know. We we've brought him up through our academy. But yeah, yeah. On on to my original original point. Like, what what is that thought process? Do you think for Mowbray around that? Is it? Hey, oh, let's just let's just. Try it out because we've got nothing to lose now. You're already losing the match at that point. Let's throw the kid on, give him some game time, and give him some confidence. Do it, and that's it. Or is there something else I'm missing out? No, I, mean, I, I think as well. I mean, because it's not a league game. Um, I didn't say he hasn't got much to lose because I mean, obviously the, the league's priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, well, why not? Do you know what I mean? Get get the young lad on. Um, if we do go out the cup, then disappointment, but it's not the end of the world. There's no points being dropped or league positions dropped. Um, what better chance to give the young lad a chance? And it uh, proved to be very effective when he came on. So I'll give him a brownie point for that. 
<laughs> He's a dirty person that might need brownie points as well. Um, Paul, what, what do you reckon, mate? Well, I was thinking, do, do you not think um, Morpy actually want to see what he's like? You know, because um, Chris Vick has been training with the first team quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But do you not think Morpy actually wanted to see what he's like in, in a match? And then when he brought him on, you know, the thought process from there, you know, give him more game time with the first team. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's that young as well that uh, that game time is going to be vital for his career. And... This is his first. That's pretty much his first professional game, right? So, seeing his team go behind him, coming on, making that big change, yeah, I, I think it is a, it's a thing to build confidence. The only way it could have got worse is if they, if Shrewsbury scored a second because he came on, that would have, that would have damaged it a bit. Um, do you agree with that? Uh, I'll Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, he does seem like a good player, Rig. So maybe we could. I won't. I won't mind seeing him playing in league games as well. So give the lad a chance. Give the lad a chance. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I think that's. To be honest, I was listening to what the uh, under uh, under twenty three coach said about him. Okay, and, what was that? Um, uh, Graham said that he's Chris Rig's fan of he he. It'd be with Tony Mowbray if we need him, but most of the time. He'd be training with under twenty ones plus the first team if we need him. Right, so he's he's going to be he's obviously not going to be the first like a first team choice week in week out, but he's an, he's a backup player for us essentially at the minute, and that makes sense because yeah. he is quite young. Um, we've had Andy and Dezas pop into the chat. Dezas, hello, buddy. And Andy says, uh, "Reckon we'll make any transfers in." So we're going to be doing transfers after the Fulham part of the conversation. So, um, naturally, we, we've done Shrewsbury a little bit <laughs> uh, here, and uh, I'm, I'm quite excited by the prospect of, of Rig developing with us. If we do sell him to Newcastle, we want big money for him. I know he's a kid, but... It's a shame we can't give him a contract at, at the age he's at. If, if we can, we, he just has to have his parents' approval, right? And the fact that... <laughs> Yeah, I think any anybody under sixteen has to have parent authority on contracts signed. So, yeah, as soon as he turns sixteen, if Newcastle's offering him a contract and Sunderland offering slightly more, I can see him sticking around with us. To be honest, even though he supports Newcastle, yeah, it'll be what it is. It's amazing that the fact that he's he's for Sunderland, you know, and he's playing for Sunderland, being a Newcastle fan, you think, why isn't you over there in the first place? Um, self-hating Jordan. No, it's the the academy. The academy in Sunderland trusted him. The Newcastle academies at that Premier League level, and if they see like him making one dodgy tackle, or when they were scouting him, they didn't really see him all that much. He like somebody else shone shone in the matches that he was playing at. Um, it could be as simple as that. He didn't he didn't uh, catch the eye of the scouts where he has for the Sunderland ones. And the kids jumped at the opportunity. Can't blame them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about transfers and, and retaining players in a bit more depth in a couple of minutes. But um, I want to talk about our next p- opponent, Fulham. Uh, they beat Hull 2-0 at uh, the... Is it the... What is it the KW? Something like that? I can't remember what the name of the old stadium is. Oh. Yeah. 
Um, Kcom. Kcom, that's it. Uh, gold from uh, Kurzawa in the 94th and Levin in the 37th. That, to me, isn't their first team players. So are you are you going to be worried that Fulham are going to put out Premier League quality players or um, their, how do we put it, second string without being too impolite, their backup players? Are, are we concerned at the quality that those backup players have at the minute? I mean, they've got no to play from the Prem, so they might go for a cut run, the, but at the same time, I, I, I think they could actually do the second team to be fair you know they're not I think they're in eighth aren't they so they might want to push for they could Europe. put yeah they could push for Europe if um if a team finishes in the top four that win the FA Cup or the Carabao whatever that is then there's more places available for Europa League in the Prem because at the minute top four is Champions League and fifth is guaranteed Europa League so sixth and seventh is if it's one by one of those top five, is going to um, increase the amount of teams that can finish in Europe. Yeah, so, so you can see Fulham possibly putting a week or two out. I can see Fulham prioritising the Premier League. Um, Fulham are playing um, on Sunday against Newcastle at St James's Park, so they will make uh, a trip up to the northeast to potentially send scouts to our games as well. So we've got to be quite conscious of who's turning up to the stadium uh, the stadium light against Swansea. Um, but yeah, what 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 are, you, what are your thoughts, Paul? To be honest, yeah, I'm not worried because um, Tony Mowbray um, mentioned to the media yesterday that he he did actually watch their game against Hull mm-hmm. um, just to see what they were playing like. So. I'm not worried. Plus, Mowbray did say to the media that he's not um, ruling out. Um, say, like, if we play well, mm-hmm. um, he's not ruling any players out to play, actually play in that goal. Okay, so he's he's committing to putting our first team, our best players, for the cup run. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Awesome. That's really good news. <laughs> um, DJ, what, what, what's your thoughts on Fulham? I think um, Sun and you know, I think they can have a, they'll have a good chance because I think um, you know Fulham being the first season back in the Premier League and they're flying high at the minute. I mm-hmm. think they will be really wanting to prioritise the Premier League, which they would. Um, and I think it'll be a fifty-fifty game to be honest with you. I think that Fulham will put the weakened squad out. Whether we will put a weakened squad out, I don't know, but. Um, Certainly nothing to fear going going there, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a 50-50 game. It'll be a close one. I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on that as well. I think we're, we've got our chances. We've just got to take them, right? And I think we can compete against Fulham's first, but it would be like Man City against uh, Bournemouth. Like, you, you're 100% expecting the... the Bigger, better quality team to win that one. Well, it's out like Man but, City, the way they played against Southampton the other night, Christ. Someone, exactly. Someone could wallop them three 0 We could, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to get. We could snatch it, and we could we could put our best foot forward and prove that we are a better quality team than most teams are giving us credit for. Hey, up, Darv, welcome to the chat. 
and um, UK train and bus videos. Nice niche. I like it. Last That's time. Sp- oh, there <laughs> you go. Uh, last yeah, time. New job. They say last time Swansea City won a trophy, they became the first Welsh winners of the EFL Cup in 2013, beating Bradford City, who became the first four tier side to reach the final in 100 years. So that was a freak season, essentially. And you're saying, what, nine years later, it could be again Sunderland Championship team make it to a final of the FA Cup. There's a lot of hurdles to go through before then, but 10 Premier League teams out is not a bad thing. Um, right. Okay. I think, I think we're, we're, we've got a, a good consensus around where we're, what we're thinking for the Fulham match. Transfers in and out. We've talked a little bit about Rig. When does he turn 16 and do you think we'll get him full time? Uh, I heard from Nick Barnes that Rig turns sixteen in June. June, so in the summer, in the summer window. So we've only got him on the academy in that case for that this whole season. Yep. If if you were him, what would you do? Like, like I said, on um, uh, RWA Productions, um, I would keep Chris Rig at Sunderland. He not getting the first team with. Uh, you not get first team options with Newcastle, so for me, if I was him, I would stay at Sunderland. Yeah, would would you think? Because he he came off for Mishu, right? Would you not think that Mishu is more ready than Rig to be first time first team ready and um, playing week in now, week in week out? Would you must much rather trust somebody who's been? Training with the likes of Messi and Mbappe at PSG or Rig. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do come I up with some good questions. Uh, Mitchu, but but like Greg's like uh, Greg. Uh, Rig's actually been in the um, academy, so yeah, it's it, it's essentially one of our own, right? That's that's the ethos. Yeah, we could we could have it. Even though he's a Newcastle fan, I, I think we can we can get that out of him at some point. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, what are you thinking, Jacob? Mate? Um, I mean, Rig. Yeah, I mean, he might he might as well stay. But I mean, he's closer to home, isn't he, in the northeast? So, what's the point in him going down? Say, like going down south, you know, and he'll be far oh, away from home. Or going further. Further slightly north to Newcastle. He, he, can, he can he can he, nah, he can stay where he is essentially and be at both clubs. Um, yeah. D, DJ, what do you think, mate? What do you think? I mean, it's not as if he's in it. He's not. It's not as if he's at a small club, is it? Sunderland. I mean, if we start playing well, we will get big attendances and stuff. I mean, you know, he's going to get a buzz, isn't he, at the stadium of light if he, if he comes a bit of a fan's favourite and he's. You know, if his work ethic's good, I mean, you know, why wouldn't he want to to, to stay with Sunderland? I mean, what better place for him to, to start and gain experience? I mean, if he does decide to go elsewhere, then he does. But, um, you know, I think it'll be vital to keep him this season. And um, I think he'll. Uh, there's, there's no reason why he, he wouldn't enjoy his, his stay at Sunderland. Why not? Why wouldn't he enjoy it? 
we do have we do seem to have a bit of a policy to recruit younger players talent that's coming up rather than buy the big money signings like UK train mentioned with Ki Sung Young being a Swansea uh, AFL winner and then um run up with us in 2014 those kind of big names are i think a thing of the past for Sunderland um especially in this January transfer window we're looking for people who are driven who are young and wanting to prove themselves do you disagree with that um sentiment that I've kind of plucked from Binair? Don't dis- I agree with you there. I think that's what we're aiming for, and that's our long-term plan, you know, to get back to the Prem with the players that we're going to have, you know. Because other yeah. clubs have done well sign- signing young and, up- young and upcoming players, and it's worked. So I don't see why it can't work with us. Yeah, I agree as well. I, I think that's why we've brought Mowbray in, you know, because mm-hmm. Mowbray works well with um, young players. Because the same as a... Uh... Grandfather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What about what about you, DJ? Man? What what's your thoughts on that? Is that our philosophy? I would say so. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. So with that philosophy in mind, and we're all kind of on a par with it. Who, where are we getting players from? Because I do think we need, this is my opinion here, I think we need two out-and-out strikers to match Stewart, um, one right-winger who can be a replacement for Amadiolo when he's injured or uh, needs a, like, a bit of respite between games coming thick and fast, and another centre-back, even though we do have Bailey Wright, Danny Balf, and Dan Ballard, who are probably... Some of the Actually, best centre defence. Morbury wants to bring another midfielder in. Why? We do not need anybody else in the midfield. We we're stacked in the midfield. I think it's because um well Corey Evans can't play every game. So I think that's why we're trying to bring another midfielder in. Well is there an over reliance on Corey Evans, do you think then? If that's what he's saying? Yeah, because uh, you probably noticed uh, Mowbray did rest uh, Corey Evans the last two games. Yeah. I thought he just fell out and he he, he wasn't... Because I think he's had a very quiet season, Corey. Um, I don't think he would disagree with that too much. He's not shone through as being like the ultra... To, the, the, the best defender or... The provider, he's just been ticking along on the treadmill, I guess. Yeah, it would be interesting what was in the transfer window, though, because the club did, uh, Mowbray did have a recruitment meeting yesterday. Yeah. Uh, to see where deals are. Right, and do you agree it should be... You said a midfielder was on the target list. Do you, do you think we're getting two strikers or just one, or...? Uh, Mowbray actually wants two strikers. He yes. wants a young striker to come in, which yep. is probably the replacement of Ellis Sims. Yep. Uh, and he wants a permanent striker as well. 
So with the, obviously the Ella Sim situation is a, a an absolute nightmare from yeah. from yeah from from our perspective. Um, but we forget how young Ella Sims was. He's he's twenty one, isn't he? He's pretty much a kid himself. Um, breaking into obviously now the Premier League squad for Everton, but Everton is struggling. I think it would have been better for his career in this season if he just stayed with us. Um, but the that is the way Mopey is looking at it with Sims. Um, Everton are actually trying to bring another striker. So do you not think? Because well, if Sims went anywhere, he can't because he's already played for Everton. So the only place Ellis Sims would be able to go to now is actually back to us. Yeah, so he couldn't. He can go anywhere. In theory, if he gets sold, he can go to any club anywhere. It's only if he goes back out on loan, he can only come back to us. That's So that scenario is true, but it's also caveated by kind of. So I, I think if Everton want to sell him, they will sell him. I don't think there'll be any... Um, any mistake about that? I think recalling them and Nathan Broadhead might have ruined their Jan- January transfer prospects, but they have got two players who can do the job. They don't have to. They don't have to. They want to find uh, good strikers in replacement. Um, and obviously, strikers up and down the leagues is a, is a bit of a big gap at the minute. Any ideas? Who we could get DJ? Um, I definitely do think it's it's strikers. Like, I mean, we can't keep being on the, you know, on a, on a, on the balance of like whether Stewart's going to stay or not, or you know, and and the likes if we're if we're going to be sticking on loans and that, and then the likes mm-hmm. Manella Simsy disappears, it leaves, it leaves us short. Um, you know, I do think it's, it is definitely strikers. I do think we're all right in the midfield. Possibly, mm. perhaps, maybe he's beef a little, maybe he's somebody in, de- in defence again. Um, but it's definitely strikers are our, our priority, without without a doubt. Because, like I say, we've got the likes of Pritchard, we've got good wing players from Clark and... Um, Roberts, Diallo, from, from, yeah. From Roberts, Diallo, yeah. There's plenty, plenty of options in there. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely safe. Maybe he's one... One defender and uh, definitely a striker. Jacob, what are you thinking, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's strikers, mid midfielders. With I think we're safe, and yeah, I'd say maybe some defense, more defenders as well. You know, but mm. no, I think that's where it. the link of Charlie Cresswell's came back. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, mm. I mean. There's only one strike I'd like, but of course he probably won't come, and that's Semenyo. But there's no other player that I can think of, to be fair. Well, I I can throw a name in the mix, and you, all three of you, jump in with your gut reactions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Charlie White. Meh. Meh. Okay. He'll come back. I think he would come back because if you look at how Wigan are performing, and he's not getting much game time. I don't know if that's because he's. Um, obviously been knocked by his heart thing, but then they're not using him, and he he performed for us really well. DJ, I noticed DJ completely was on silent. <laughs> what, what what do you reckon to, to that Charlie White name? 
Is he there? Giant towers in the in the box, wouldn't it? I mean, imagine yeah. that. <clears throat> Him and Stewart up front. It'd be the, lethal crosses coming in, wouldn't it? Tanks, essentially, yeah. <laughs> the defenders will be on the floor ninety percent of the time. I did, I did, I didn't mind Charlie White. I thought like. I thought he was really good for us. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why we got rid of him because he was top scorer in League One for us that season, and he went it's to Wigan. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. I thought genuinely, I thought we would have potentially lost Ross Stewart in the summer because he was top scorer for us last season, and it's just it's just the way we work, isn't it? We 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 have yeah. somebody who performs and then we sell them on. And I get it at the level we're at. Remember when Y Cleft and we're all. Concerned, thinking, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And then Stuart came along. I think if Stuart left, it's going to be the same situation. We'll all be worried, and then a new striker will come in and do carry carry on that sort of being best player, you know, like being a good striker. Yeah. That's what that's how I think of it. If Stuart leaves, you know what? Be disappointing if he does, but we can't. You never know. I think we could get a another good striker if he goes. So, I think that's why Mobia wants two strikers because um, apparently he wants to follow on from that. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, so like if if Ross Stewart does go, then we've got a striker there that can play in the position. Well, there was suggestion that he would go to Burnley, but I don't understand why he would. Burnley are scoring left, right, and centre without him. With him, I think they'd score like a hundred goals for like the rest of the season. They're on fifty-two at the minute. They would quite easily get up to a hundred. Um, with him in there, but they don't need to. They 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 could get away with not spending that money on um somebody who can get them to the top of the championship. But they can't see. They, I I think it's a big risk for a team like Burnley to go with Ross Stewart because when they go to the Prem, he's not proven in the Prem. He's proven in League One and he's proven in the Scottish leagues. He's proven in the Championship so far. He's the the highest scoring goal per minute striker in, in the championship but he hasn't played a Premier League game in his life yeah so it's a it's a huge risk I know the, the name for Burnley is, is through around but unless somebody like Everton buy him and then he plays half a season in the Prem then he's had time to prove himself and then he gets sold on again in the summer if they do go down bit of an interesting one yeah it's interesting because yeah. for me if a, if a championship club came in for him Mm -hmm. I would probably turn it down. Wow. Yeah, because they're, they're competing with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, they are. But any team that comes in for the Premier League, I would, I would look to see how much they've, they've, they've asked, and then probably sit the club probably sit down uh, with them and see if he wants to go to them. There's an option if you, if you are doing Premier League teams, right? Would you take a swap for Sims? So they pay us money, obviously, is value, but would you take a swap for Sims coming back? <laughs> Again, big, big rough question. Hi, Tiger, by the way. Welcome along. Nice. It, it's, a, it's a difficult one because both of them have been really good for us this season. I'm more tempted to stay with Stuart. Because... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably lean that way, to be fair. The only reason I'm saying it is, do you know when they were both injured, Sims come back a little bit earlier, he had a lesser injury, which obviously 
would have been less healing time. But the three games, the first three games he was back, he didn't return to his full form. After those three games, he was fantastic for us. But it takes him longer to get back to his flow and his in his quality. So I would I would take it if there's big money involved. I would definitely switch Sims for Stewart at Everton if we get a big pay packet out of it and we get another player from another team because of that. Yeah. Interesting. It would be interesting, though, what uh, what the club would see in that. Yeah, especially, like, well, see, yeah, see what Christian Speakman would actually see in that, to be honest. Hmm. Speaking of Speakman, <laughs> do you think he's a bit too quiet during... This last two weeks, I know he's he's released two statements, which is more than he's done most of this season. But they say nothing. Yeah. Have you yeah, have you seen them all? I think the one that should really come out really say more is actually um, Gorilla with Dreyfus. I think. Really. Shouldn't it be yeah, the it's... whole board then? Shouldn't it be the whole management, not just uh, KLD? But like Steve Davison and all that. Yeah, they 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 throw money at the club. It's partly theirs as well. Um, yeah, KLD has the majority share, but he's got to still run it by them. If he says I want to commit twenty million, they've got to fork up the fixed percentage. He can only fork up the fifty one percent. The other the other things the other the other people involved have to fork up the the rest of the the rest of the money. He can't be a majority owner and majority and the only spender. So. Yeah, it's interesting because Steve Davison doesn't do the transfers. Yeah, but That's he pays the for them. Yeah, I know he pays for them, but he doesn't do the transfers. So for me, I would actually let probably, I don't know, probably Stuart Harvey yep. to actually come out and speak. He's part of the recruitment team. The recruitment team, I think, are quite clear on what they need. They need people who can perform, who are hungry and who who need to be... Um, at a good quality infrastructure club, because if let's face it, if you've got the option, I know Alex Neil aside, if you've got the option of Sunderland versus Stoke, which one would you go to? If you've not heard of anything, you've got no loyalties to any. Let, let's let's say like because Sunderland are linked with a lot of Chilean players right now, right? If you're from, coming from a foreign country, you've got no ties with any English club. You see the option of Sunderland with their infrastructure, and let's say, um, let's compare it against other teams. West Brom, who's right next to us, Luton, and then two at the bottom, Blackpool and Huddersfield, who have recently been in the Prem. Which one of those six teams do you think would win that bid if they all offered the same amount? That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, are we that are we that drive? Are we in the top two? Are we the the flip of the coin? The best two choices? Uh, well, yeah. Well. <laughs> That's our that's our hope, but is it the reality? Yeah, that's interesting how much um, the club actually wants the players. To be honest, well, we need we need more players. I know that it's uh, we've got enough to get us through the rest of the season. If we use all of our players that we've got right now, we don't recruit anybody else before the end of the transfer window. We will struggle. Um, we'll slip from 8th down to about 16th, 17th with keeping the current squad as is. Yeah, well, it is. Um, it... Morbid, when he was asked on um, the transfers yesterday, Morbid did say actually he is, he is confident 
uh, that we will actually bring players in this window. But I just hope mm-hmm. we don't do what Stuart Donald done and actually wait until like deadline day to bring players in. And and throw stupid money at people like Will Grigg, yeah. I was watching that um Sun until I die. Um I like been watching it every now and again and the part I'm up to is um just as we're failing to hate magia. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like mm. it's just so frustrating watching it. Um it's mm-hmm. a it's a case of like if the player wants to stay or does he want to stay, there's nothing really much you can do and how much the agent has it influenced on things. But I just it'd just be nice that the size of our club, at least that should be on our side to, to keep a player want a player to come back or stay with us. Yeah. You know, or does money in fact does money talk and unfortunately if you want to succeed in this in the world of football these days You've got to spend money. I think it's going to be a good balance. Two six. I'm just going to um, uh, do this for a second. The Premier League at the minute, I think, is this absolute money pit. And I don't think we're ready to compete on that level in terms of spending money for players. If we get to the playoffs and we get promoted, I think there will be a huge change in the ownership at Sunderland. Um, but before then, I, I don't think we're ready. Do you, what do you think on that, lads? Are we change re- of ownership. Would, it, would, would I don't think our current ownership would spend if we go to the Prem. I think we'd, we'd do essentially what Nottingham Forest have done. Not what Fulham have done. Fulham pretty much gutted their squad and bought new because they knew spending money. They've done it like three times. They've went up, spent a bit, and then flopped. So they've they've gone hard, got rid of all of their best, some of their best players, some of their good, really good players, and got better players in in replacement. And it's doing them well this season. So I think we'd need to model what Fulham have done when if we do go playoffs this season. If we... What makes you think um, that they won't spend like Trill, Mr. Dreyfus, and all that? Do you think history made history? Uh, the history dictates like what they've what they're willing to do. The history for me for Sunderland in the current ownership is League One. We'll only sell it on when we when we get promoted. They sold it to KLD when we were looking at getting um, automatics. We they sold it on when we were first in League One. He, that's when he joined two sex and then the um the success of Sunderland, obviously the profitability and the market size and share of what Sunderland's worth has gone up massively since going from league one to the championship i think we're now collectively worth like 35 million in player assets alone um last season it was about 12 so Tripled in value over season, and then when you go to the prem, I think you need to be at least um, about an eighty million club player value asset team to survive and to thrive in that league. Correct me if I'm wrong, there lads or not, but yeah, I don't think I don't think KLD or the current owners are willing to spend an extra fifty million to compete in the prem. 
That's that's my worry. I think Kildee mm. by himself would. I think he'd commit the money. I think he'd commit the, the commit the investment to Sunderland to to become that Premier League staple again. But I don't think the full board as it is at the minute is. Is that is that outlandish like, or not? Um, Stephen James not that's where you're coming from. But I think um, to me, like I said on Tuesday, I think if we go up. I actually want KLD to buy out Stuart Donald. Yeah, yeah, no, that that would make sense if he's if he's beyond fifty one percent. I would really like that because I think KLD himself would invest. He's he's part of the um, let's call it a consortium, um, a group. His part of the group is big and very impactful at the minute, but we still got Stuart Donald there trying to milk it for as much as it's worth. Who's sex? I'm just gonna. Um, mute the background for DJ for a second. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if we've got enough. I've I haven't got enough confidence in the current board, essentially. Um, and that's why I think new ownership, if we do finish in playoffs and we do go up, is required. Um, I wouldn't be content with. I don't know. Spending. I think if um the likes of Michael Delnola came back because I I know they. I think they've put money now into West Brom, I think, because West Brom are in danger. Um, but do you not think if Michael Dunn came in, you know, helped KLD, do you not think it would work that way? It could work. It could work. But I think it might be a little too little too late. You need investment in periods where there is a big window, where you've got four or five weeks to make big, impactful changes. Um, the rate that we're making changes doesn't fill me with confidence. The only change in this window that is driven by Sunderland's decision-making is Giamatete leaving to Plymouth. That's our only financial impact that we've decided on. Sims wasn't our choice. So... Yeah, we're actually currently monitoring the situation of Ellis Sims and have not given up hope of a potential return in this transfer window. We'd have to buy him. We'd have to buy him. Someone's just said to me, it sounds like Stuart's away. I hope I'm 100% wrong, but I give Stuart what he's worth and the weight he wants with the goal bonus when the rest yeah. of the players are as good as Stuart. And see where that's coming from because I've heard apparently the offer that apparently we give Ross Stewart, he's unhappy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently Ross Stewart apparently Ross Stewart wants more than he's actually worth it well worth and self-worth are two different things right um, how much does he think he's worth and how much do we think he's worth so well, at I the moment mm. I don't think it's what the club has offered him at the moment it probably won't be I've, I think they've let him and his agent go out to the market to find out what they're they're being offered, we'll do a counter offer once they've settled on a decision. And the longer that is dragged out, the harder it is to get a replacement for him. Because let let's say three clubs are going for him, um, and Sunderland on top, we are offering them the lowest package at the minute because he's on League One wages, right? See, you've got Burnley looking at him, you've got Everton looking at him, and let's use another higher mid prem team you've got brighton looking at them brighton offer them the middle middle of the package Everton offer them the biggest package but with the relegation 
Brett there and uh, the other Premier League team, uh, the Burnley who look like they're going to go to the Premier League team, give them a promotion bonus. He's got the choice then to say, I want to go with this club because I think this longer term will give me more money and more success in my career. My son ended up going, yeah, we'll just offer you the same amount of money. Why Why would he go for that? For, for me, players should be driven to be at the best level and, and be rewarded for that. If we're only offering them League One wages with League One um, uh, League One goal bonuses, we're seeing he's League One level. But the, the people who are looking at him are much higher than League One. We need to be saying, we think you're worth much more than that and your goals will give us position. You know what I mean? Like, I, th I think we're mismanaging it at the minute and lack of communication and allowing this person to see what's on the market is is stupid. Yeah, yeah. from from coming from but probably heard me on Tuesday once, but um you know, I got you know, with um Christian Speedman came out, you know, he came out on YouTube and said that apparently Ross Stewart is happy at Sunderland. Oh, he's definitely happy. Uh, you can see he's happy because he's uh, performing. I said if he's happy then I want to see that contract signed. <laughs> Just Ross Stewart has apparently got 18 months left on his current deal. People can buy him out, and that's what they that's what they're saying essentially. What we're doing now, mate, is is kinda it's kinda weird. We are essentially let's put it in like high street offers, right? You've got KFC, you've got McDonald's, you've got Frankie's and Benny's, because that's the Premier League one, and you've got, I don't know, Jamie Oliver restaurant he's currently at mcdonald's he could go to kfc with burnley the both are from him the same thing a nice cheap meal a nice cheap contract easy thing but he wants the better quality he might go to frankie's and Benny's. <laughs> or he might go to jimmy's italian or whatever who's offering him the best contract the best players and the best goal bonus like, would, would daft to allow him to to look at these options is it essentially what I'm saying? Right, I'm just just gonna get the side conversation. <laughs> Sorry, did um, Yeah, do you get where I'm coming from there? Like, just just by allowing him to look at what what's available on the market, we are opening his eyes to how poorly we are rewarding his his success with our club. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Jacob, mate, what, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, is this like, is this still about the Dreyfus and in the Premier League and all that? Is no, it this, like... is, this is about Stuart and offering, letting him look at other offers, letting his agent do talks in the background to see if, he, if Burnley can buy him, if, I don't know, other Premier League teams are looking at buying him. If Rangers were looking at buying them, like why are we allowing them to do that? Sign them on, fix them onto a the, the current market rate. He will feel much better for us and have more loyalty to us if we offer him that long term term contract. And we can add on a bigger buyout clause, so we can say, right, the 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 current market's offering him twenty million. 
But if we offer him a new contract and he still performs for the rest of the season, we can put a bio clause of 50 million on there. We've added 30 million onto his worth in the space of six months because we offered him the correct rate he's at now, not keeping him on yeah. League One wages. It's essentially, it's essentially just a, it's a HR, it's a HR and peer issue. That's essentially what we're in at the minute. Yeah. D- DJ, do you do you think we sh- we're doing something stupid by Stuart? I don't feel at all. I yeah. Mean, I would like to see, I would like to see us look the speak speakman and whatnot. We've mentioned before that they're very very quiet. They never seem to like tell us in depth what is actually going on. You'll just hear like speakman will put a statement up or a paragraph or something like that. It's... And it says note. It's, it says nothing, no. I mean, you come up with a post along the lines of something like, um, oh, we're going to be recruiting well, or we're going to be recruiting wisely this year, we're going to make sure that, you know, it's like, it's not really like keeping us in depth. It's a bit like watching a soap opera and then the cliffhanger. You've got to wait on the next episode to find out what's going on. That's what seems to be happening every time we see a post from these guys, you know? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's full of filler. There's nothing really happening there. No. Um... Yeah, last last point on the on the transfers. Then, um, is there any names that have come to you since asking of players in our league that you'd think, yeah, they do much better with Sunderland than with where wherever they're currently at? I've got two names in mind. Um, but I'll let you go, guys go first. I've got none in my head at the moment. Jacob, any names? Yeah. Not at the minute, no. So, DJ, any names of strikers in this league that you think would do better with Sunderland than where they're currently at? Because I've seen that that much lack of info coming in, like for strikers available, I can't even sort of say it. I mean, it's just been just not. It's just very little been mentioned, hasn't there? And um, like who could link with what we could get. So, I'm pretty stumped on that one, to be fair. So for me, there's well, there's three, but I'm going to stick with two. Uh, there's Esperton at Hull. He could do so much better at any other club than Hull. Um, and uh, Guy Carres at Coventry City. Both those players for me are being underrepresented at their clubs. They have talent, and the league's not really recognising it because the the players that they are around aren't helping them shine. If that makes sense, they're not they're not the level of Ross Stewart who can bang a goal from anybody's pass. They need the the good service. They would need somebody like Roberts. They would need somebody like Clark feeding that ball into their feet in the perfect scenario. But when they do get it, they're lethal. So th- there's two names I think we could potentially hunt if they were in the market or um, if they're looking at new contracts. There's two strikers in our league that I think. Lower down in the league, potentially looking for that play- playoff push, could be Ados. Um, I don't, I don't know if you know much about those two players, but no, not really. <laughs> no, just, just, just keep it, just keep an eye on the highlights reels for those, those two players in their, in their games. You'll, you'll see what I mean. They remind me quite a bit of Asamoah Gyan and that's Guy Carres and. Um, Sessegnon for Esperton they're that good they're, they're the potential to be that good in any ways 
it's going um, to be interesting what uh, what comes out of this recruitment meeting as well. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with uh, with recruitment. Good, good point. I think we I think I've talked about that a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, let's talk about the upcoming fixture tomorrow against Swansea City. Um, we'll do predictions first. Um, DJ, what are you saying prediction wise for that game? Have a look at the um, the league table to see about. So Swansea fifteenth. They've played twenty six, won nine, drew eight, lost nine. Sunderland are very similar. We've won ten, drew eight, lost eight. So we are just three points ahead of them, but we are seven point uh, seven places ahead of them. Um, tricky one to call this one, isn't it? Hmm. Oh. Uh, Bear in mind, they beat us 2-1 at the Liberty earlier in the season. Have we played them at their ground, have we? Yeah, we've played everybody now, mate. We've played everybody at least once. Um, I, don't, I fancy Sunderland for a win. I, I just think we've got all our, all our players fit and clicking together. You know, there's not many teams, I think, in this division that can be better than us. I mean, obviously, I'm excluding like the top two the likes of your Burnley and whatnot and mm-hmm. but um yeah well why not if all our players are clicking together in gelling and like um, um Amal Diallo is showing his trickery and that I think we'll have too much for them. There we go. So we what 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 what's the numbers? What's the rough numbers? Two one one nil five five four <laughs> no, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go for three nil. Three nil oh, wow that is that is a big shout. I'd like it. Uh, Paul, what are you saying, mate? What's your prediction? Oh. <laughs> uh, I actually hope we get them back, actually, because, like you said, uh, they beat us 2-1 down there. Mm-hmm. So this time, we're at home. And our last home game, actually, was against Blackburn Rovers on Boxing Day. Which we won. <laughs> uh, so... I'm at the game tomorrow, so oh. I'm gonna go with three uh, nil. That's a really good goal. Two three nils. I'm liking that. Wow, uh, Jacob. Two nils. Uh, two one Sunderland. So you're still going with the three goals. Just wanted to get one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll see you. Um, I'm gonna go for a Sunderland two nil win. And like like you said, I think we're in the better form at the minute. Aston Villa have just been given a goal. They they did have yeah, to. Went to VAR. Went to VAR. They're now two 0 Oh, uh, that's Leeds, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with Sunderland tomorrow, it is a case of um, basically we need to keep clean sheets now. I think attacking wise. We've got goals in pretty much anybody who wants to <laughs> who wants to um attack with strength. Um and it's gonna be very interesting tomorrow though, because um Danny Bath is back. Yeah. He he could play tomorrow. He's in contention to play. We've got yeah, we need solid defenders in that game as well. Tall, big, bulky defenders, Ballard, Wright, Bath. Um yeah. Any... Alessi is still out. I wouldn't class Alessi as a big bloke, though. 
He's he's big, but he's not as big as Baff and Bollard, right? It's not, what, it's not as broad. What would you do, what would you do though? All, all nine's been playing well at centre-back, so what would you do with the, with his back? <laughs> to, to be fair, Luke O'Nine is one of those players that I think we we need in our squad regardless of how he's performing. He's 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 that's that's exactly it. It's hard to replicate. Not many players like that these days, really. No, he, does he remind you a bit of Lee Catamol? He's hunger and that, and he's um, he's getting stuck in. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, his discipline's much better than Lee Catamol. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I think if, you, if you've got if you've got a player the likes of um, have the attitude of the likes of Fortnite, like like a diamond in the rough, isn't it? It's you know, and if he's keen, yeah, little Jim, keep hold of him. Yeah, fans love him. I, I really enjoy watching Lugo 9 play because it is that I've earned my right. He has criticism from the fans, hasn't he? I mean, he has like, well, he's gone off the bar, he's not the same players and this and that and the other, but he's, he's, proved, he's proved them all wrong. And, yeah, I just think he's got the perfect attitude as, as a Sunderland player. Everybody, like you said, loves that about his, his, his him, I guess. His Quality well, on the pitch on some games shit. is a bit, yeah. We've had some shit housery players, haven't we? Like the likes of Rodwell, mm. I just literally don't give a shit about the club. and mm-hmm. The likes of Corny and things like that, and the, the attitude just totally stunk the minute Big Sam left. What, one you of the I mean? worst attitudes is Darren Gibson. I don't know if you remember when he played for Sunderland. Oh, yes. He got involved in a car crash. Drink driving, didn't he? Drink driving. Drink, drink driving, the casino thing. It was just, yeah, he's just a... Yeah, we'd we'd want less players like that. Um, and Jack Colback. I don't know Jack Colback when he played. I thought he was all right. He had the Nyron Nosworthy kind of um, what do you call it? Like vibe to him. Some fan, he was Marmite essentially. Some fans loved him. Some fans hated him. But there's no middle ground. There's no like a Marmite player. Yeah, you like yeah. him or you hate him. Yeah, and, and it's down to. Putting that effort in in the uh, in the game itself. Um, yeah, what was my original question? <laughs> what was my original question? It was to do with who who we're going to get um, for the Swansea game, right? It's. I think it's going to be two 0 We need we need a solid back for this time. I don't. I don't think three, five, whatever. It's going to work out. We need. I think we need a solid two centre backs, left wing, left back, right back, and then four in the midfield. I think more like a diamond in the middle. A four-one-two-one-two would be ideal. Um, for me, try him. has got to keep his place. Really? I would. I would keep him in his place. I know. I know. Gooch has just come back, but I think try him should keep his place. I mean, that's a big shout. If he if he starts and performs, I'd agree. But I don't know if he is. I don't know if Try Hume's ready yet. Compared to Gooch, Gooch is very similar to Luke Nine in my opinion. He some fans hate the way he plays, um, because he tries too much. <laughs> his attitude's good though. Yeah. His attitude's similar to you want you want. He had the chance to leave, didn't he? When they got promoted and stuff, and he he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's wanted he's wanted to stay with the club, and yeah, it's, 
All good for us, I'm concerned. Players like that. And that, it's those kind of players that win us games like the Shrewsbury game, that win us those key moments, make that slide tackle that stops the other team scoring. We have missed it in quite a couple of our games when they have been injured or they've um, just been in, been on the bench or something like that. It's 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 just it's an interesting one. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say along with you guys, I'm gonna go for a two 0 Sunderland win at home. It's uh it's gonna be a fun match to watch. Uh, I think we're about the hour mark now, so I will wrap wrap it up. Um, people are going to the game tomorrow. There is a 19th minute applause for Yon uh, uh, Elliot um, Elliot Welsh. Uh, he actually died on Boxing Day. Oh no! I never I never heard that. Yeah, um, we'll we'll promote that during the watch long live stream as well. Well, um, I don't think I'll be clapping into the and in, into the microphone too loud because it does hurt people's ears. But I will encourage um, participation and, and reiterate what's a, happening I've at that little, moment. I've got a little quiz question here for you guys. Uh, oh, go for club, it. Which club in our divisions nicknamed the Lily Whites? The Lily Whites? That's Swansea. Nope. Preston? Preston, yeah. While we're on that um, subject, <laughs> Jacob, do you know who the manager is? <laughs> I'm gonna pass that on to um, Amph because I think he's the. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it Nonia? Was it Nonia? Yeah, none of your business. Can't be serious, can you? No, no. I, I, I thought that's what your initial question was gonna be. You know. Where's that fucking ban button, Amph? Get him off the. <laughs> right on yeah. that note. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on the YouTube live. Appreciate you uh, listening on the. Uh, podcast service and catch you tomorrow for the watch along and see you next week bye, bye. <laughs> see you later see you in a bit